0: The world is interesting because I think we navigate it based on a lot of social standards and societal norms. Mm -hmm. Because for somebody, I guess, um, and I don't want to broad brush it, Mm -hmm. right? So I'm careful of that. But if somebody's a doctor, you look at them as being more successful than a man who is by the river, scaling the fish. Mm -hmm. But what is success to that man? Maybe that is success for him because him have a peaceful life. Yeah, yeah. And to me, that's perfect. Your success, your peace of mind should not be measured by other people. Correct. It should be measured by you. Welcome to the What
1: Next Podcast, hosted by Sean Reed, where we pay it forward through conversations. Each week, we will bring you an inspiring person or message to help you on your journey to discover
0: what's next for you.
1: Let's go. Kedia, how are you?
0: I am great. Yeah. I am well, yeah, man. I like to hear God that. God is good. I'm blessed. Yeah.
1: How is your mental health today?
0: My mental health is good, you know. Um, I can honestly say it's good today. Been a rough few years, but I'm I'm getting over the hump.
1: Okay, cool. Yeah. Rough in what sense?
0: Um, well, I don't know if you know this, but in 2019, my mother passed away. Yeah. Um, I tell people all the time, one phone call can change your life. And I feel like that happened to me in 2019 when my mother called me um, when she was overseas and told me she was sick. And she was in the hospital and I saw some spots on her liver and she was crying. Wow. And I had to go up immediately and, you know, support her and be with her and... That was April 2019. She died in June
1: 2019. Wow. Very short.
0: Very short. She died within eight weeks of being diagnosed with cancer.
1: Did she have any issues or signs before?
0: She had no issues or signs before. My mother lived a pretty healthy lifestyle. She she was, um, you know, she, she worked out a lot. She ran and jogged and she tried her best to eat very healthy and watch what she put in her body. So... And the most she got was like a cold, mm-hmm. you know, nothing serious. She was always very bubbly, very lively. Um, so no signs before, but, you know, get the call, find out it's cancer. And you're like, oh, that dropping? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what do you mean? <laughs> and then, yeah, the the journey to when she passed away was a very interesting journey because I'm her only child. hmm you know, and then a year after her mother died.
1: Wow. Okay.
0: Um, and then my my father's mother died, about um a couple of weeks after my, my maternal grandmother. Right. So it was a a lot.
1: That is a lot.
0: <laughs> yeah, man. It was. It still is a lot to process, to be honest. Yeah. And grief is very complex. Um. So that's why I said today I'm good. Yeah. But you don't always have good days. But I'm good. I'm doing well, I can say. I'm grateful too. You know, God is good. So, I'm good.
1: You know what is interesting or what I struggle with is Mm -hmm. how to converse with someone who has gone through something traumatic. Or, even not traumatic, something that's impacting them. Mm -hmm. Because some people want support. Some people want to talk about it. Some people don't want to talk about it. Um... Maybe how I give support is not how they want support, you know. And Mm -hmm. so what advice do you have to persons who maybe want to console but don't know how to? Like, is it responsibility of the griever to tell the person how to help? Mm -hmm. Or do you just hit and miss?
0: Wow, that's such a good question. Um, And I went through some of that too. And it's, it's twofold because I think everything can exist in the same space. I don't think it's either or. Mm-hmm. So I think from the perspective of the griever, you should feel comfortable to say what you need. Me personally, I don't like to ask for help because I'm the person that people come to for help. I'm the listener. I'm the, yeah, I'm going to fix this for you. I'm going to give you a solution. I'm going to help you. Um, so when it comes to me asking for help, like, I'm always a play hero. And my mother used to tell me that too. It's okay to ask for help. Um, which I'm learning more and more. I have to break that. Uh, I don't know where I get it from. I don't know why I'm like this. But I know I have to break out of that and say what I need when I need it. And it's okay for me to, to need some support or any kind of support, whatever I need. I need to be able to identify it and say it, articulate it. So it's something I'm still working on. It's really for me to articulate it and say what I need and be okay and feel safe to do so. I think sometimes people probably don't feel safe. You probably don't want to be a burden. Um, if you're like me, you're thinking, boy, everybody have something to go through, so you know, deal with your thing yourself <laughs> or find a way to deal with it and about a burden nobody. Um, and then on the side of the person who wants to support, just know that. There's no perfect thing or right thing to say. Um, Give the person their space, if it seems like they require space, while also making it clear that you're there for them in any capacity. Um, Yeah, and it's not about saying the perfect thing or the right thing, because grief is very personal, Mm -hmm. and people grieve differently, and they require different things at different times. So it's just to know that you have them, they're there, and they make that clear to you that they're a safe space to land. Yeah. So, but communication is difficult. (laughs) It's challenging, and you have to be very self-aware and emotionally intelligent to communicate that in a way that people feel safe to count on you and lean on you. So everybody's a work in progress.
1: I think that there are two things I want to say. One, mm-hmm. when you spoke about you're the person who gives and you don't feel comfortable asking. You know, so many years ago, a very good friend of mine said to me that life has givers and life has takers, mm-hmm. right? And recently I modified to say that we have givers and takers. A problem is that takers believe that givers are being taken advantage of, mm-hmm. that realize that people want to give, and give us often confused taking and receiving it's two different things Mm -hmm. and naturally give us think that once you are getting something it's being taken versus receiving it and being able to receive properly Mm -hmm. right and i think that's a big problem that we need to work on because nobody can survive on their own and if you are a giver and you like to give you should also be comfortable realize that. Someone else likes to give as well, mm-hmm. and when you rob someone of the opportunity, you're robbing them of the joy of giving, but you're also robbing yourself of the opportunity of receiving.
0: You're and, absolutely correct, yeah. And it's all about perspective, too. I think we are we, we have a lot of stories in our head about people. And it's, it's really a based on life experiences. It's probably how you grow up your values, your beliefs, what you see around you that dictate how you navigate the world.
2: Yeah.
0: And so the stories that you tell yourself and the perspective that you have about people are really about all those little um, things along your journey that happen that really um, centers your belief around certain things. So for me in particular, I don't... I remember... In high school, I had a diary, mm. <laughs> and I wrote in the diary that I am the cheerleader. I am everybody's cheerleader. Mm-hmm. I remember that specifically. And I feel like, you know, it manifested itself in that way in my life, because I feel like that's who I am now. Um, there was a point when I was resentful about it, because I'm like, I really wish I had a me.
2: <laughs>
0: and I'm like, you know, I just wish, I want people to go hard for me like how I got hard for them. Yeah. But then I have to top myself off the ledge because I'm like, you're choosing to do these things. It's all a choice. Yeah. And so you now have to hold yourself accountable because if you're choosing to do it, then you have to understand that nobody owes you anything. Yeah. Reciprocity is nice, you know. And we do get reciprocity, but maybe it doesn't look like what we want it to look like. Yeah. But then the other person is doing what, the best they know with what they have. You know, and if you need more or you need less, you need to be comfortable to articulate that.
1: And that is my second point, is mm-hmm. children in their natural form, their natural human being form, they have it right. They yeah. want something, they ask for it. It's as simple as that. Simple. They're upset, they let it out. They cry, they throw a tantrum, etc., and where we, I believe, that we fail as, as adults is that we tell children that is wrong. Mm. So if we think about it, to exactly your point, if you want something somewhere along the journey of your life, somebody told you, you know, don't ask something, suppose somebody don't want to ask them, all this stupidness that we tell yeah. children. And you go to this adult who literally starving for something and you're afraid to ask for it, mm-hmm. right? Even though the natural you use, used to ask for it. And then secondly, um, I look at a child. Something happens to them, they get upset, they throw a tantrum, and two seconds later they're playing with the person. It's done. It done. I mm. can't believe that so and so did this to me. They took my toy, they took my puppet, and they course I say, okay, share. Oh, okay, I'll share. Mm. And they go and play. And that's it. Because adults know somewhere along the way, someone tells you. You don't complain, and you hold it in, and acne kind of forms just like that. Mm-hmm. And you become an adult, and someone does something to you, you don't let it out. It sits inside, it fester it, fester. it grows fungus, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden, you don't like someone for something that you probably don't even know why you don't like them. And if you mm-hmm. to them a year ago, it would have been squashed.
0: Yeah.
1: And so it's it's, how do we, a, unlearn these bad habits? Mm-hmm. and B, how do we ensure that we don't pass it on to the next generation? To the
0: next generation. But a lot of that goes back to my initial point, because self-awareness is key. Yeah. Yeah, And we're all on different paths on our journey. Mm-hmm. So I think you have to be willing to look at yourself in the mirror. like, And that kind of sounds like a cliche, but you really have to look at yourself and, you know, um, identify what is it that is within you that causes you to be like the way you are.
2: Yeah.
0: I think sometimes, and I'm guilty of it, and I think we all are to some extent, sometimes we put the focus on other people first. Like, why them say so? Mm-hmm. Why them don't do this? Why them don't do that? Why you say so?
2: <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah.
0: Like, why is your first thoughts or reaction to judge the other person instead of looking into yourself to see how you can tweak your perspective or even not just tweak, but why you have that perspective in the first place.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, but, um, when i know maybe then if you have a self-awareness school,
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: because it's not something that I find when I communicate and I talk to people. It is not, it's rare that you have people out there that are very self-aware and can communicate clearly and effectively that are emotionally intelligent. Um, it is quite rare. Yeah. In my perspective. Yeah, yeah you no, know? You're,
1: you're right. I think, and even if not the full gamut of being able to reflect, being open to, the opportunity of reflecting, mm-hmm. like I find that there are some persons who, once you mention, why do you think you do this? Why do you think you use your right hand? Did your mother teach you or your father teach you They shut mm-hmm. down? I said, why would you shut down at a question like this? And mm-hmm. it's everybody has a past. Everybody has emotional triggers, mm-hmm. and I agree with you that. Not everything, but 99% of who you are is based on history. It is. And so therefore, just something happened in your past, whether it's 30 years ago or one year ago, why you think the way you think today. It's not magic. It's not a of thin air. And I also, I mean, this is broad brushing, Mm -hmm. but the word reaction when it comes to human interaction, Mm -hmm. I... I would like to remove that because reaction, in my mind, it gives someone an out. I did this because they did that to me. Mm -hmm. Versus, it doesn't matter if somebody boxes me down. I can everything that I do after that is my choice.
0: Your choice. I can
1: choose to be upset. I can choose to be happy. I can choose to hit them back. I can choose to walk away. And when you say reaction, it's like you're taking away some responsibility Mm -hmm. from yourself, saying, Mm -hmm. "I have no responsibility. They did it, therefore, I have to do that." And I don't believe in that. I think that we should all be responsible for what we do, regardless of what someone else has done to us.
0: Agreed. But then what you're saying, it takes a level of emotional intelligence and maturity to get there. 100%. Because a reaction is simply that. You're reacting to a stimulus Mm -hmm. instead of choosing your response. Yeah. Because um, for me, nobody should be in control of how you respond to anything in life. Yeah. nobody's in control of your mindset and I think that's something that we all learn over time or should learn over time mm-hmm. that we are in control or attitude or emotions or mindset or perspective is key and it will support us in terms of how our journey unfolds and that's not to say that you're going to always have a per- perspective that is emotionally intelligent and mature <laughs> no yeah you're yeah, processing things. We're human beings, so we're very complex. Mm-hmm. So even me talking now, like, I'm not going to sit there and be like no saint and say, yeah, man, I'm emo- emotionally intelligent. I'm very mature. I know how to communicate. Um, no, because I'm a human being, so I make mistakes. But I'm always open to feedback. I'm open to learning. I process things a lot. Um, I hold myself accountable mm-hmm. because there is a certain way that I want to show up in the world. And if I'm not showing up like that, I'm self aware enough to know when I'm not. And I have to ensure that whatever it whatever I need to cor- to do to correct that, I have to do it. It may take it not gonna take maybe it don't take um overnight, it may take me longer because I may be coming from ego.
2: Mm-hmm. Right?
0: Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. be like, no, I am you know, see where may I do nothing wrong enough you know, me can but I'm in a business. <laughs> you know, but I really want to come from love and if you're coming from love then you're going to hold yourself accountable you're going to apologize easily and you're going to be more open to listening um and it's not easy because yeah. coming from ego is actually quite easier
2: <laughs>
0: yeah yeah to me it's yeah. easier yeah um but yeah i think especially because of you know My mother and my grandmother's death and the three most important people in my life, I would say. Um, I think I took a pause and I reflected a lot on my childhood and how I was raised. And I just know for sure that I want to show up a certain way and I have a responsibility to the woman who raised me as well as to myself. Mm -hmm. So, Yeah. I just kind of navigate from that space and take it one step at a time.
1: Is there anything that, with your mom passing, that you would say to people who still have their parents or still have whichever loved one in their life? Mm-hmm. Like, what, what would you say to them, you know, maybe not regret that you may have, but what would you say to them like, if their loved ones are alive? What, what is there something they should do, something they should say, something they should not do?
0: You know, um, I tend to stay away from telling people what they should or shouldn't do. Okay. Reason being, everybody is navigating a different journey, as I said. Mm -hmm. There are different experiences, different circumstances, um, different things that happen, um, and different choices that you make that impact your journey. Mm -hmm. What I will say, though... Is that when you go through losing people who are so important to you, um, everything else seems secondary. So, like, issues that you'd have had, because being an only child, my mother was very overprotective of me. Mm -hmm. um, Almost to the point where I felt like it it was a little stifling. Mm -hmm. But it was her way of loving me. You know, and wanting the best for me. But in the moment, I'm not seeing that. I'm just seeing mommy means a will be you know. Like, yeah. Bill, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I got this, yeah. you know. Um, and when you lose your mother and your grandmothers, the world looks different. The world is a little more lonely. You don't have that unconditional love that you had. But that being said, though, not everybody has that relationship with their mother. Right. You know, you may have your mother, but you don't feel that motherly love. You don't. It's a strained relationship. Um, So for me, though, I would say that uh, if a relationship with a parent means something to you Mm -hmm. and whatever is happening with your parent, it could be you're happy. You know, your parent is your bestie. Enjoy the moments. Be present. Come off of the phone. You know, spend more time. Quality time is important mm-hmm. because when they're gone, they're gone. You can't get it back. You you can't get it back. I mean, I used to be such a workaholic. My mother used to come to my office and ask me if I want to have ice cream. God ever knows. And I used to say, "Boy, mommy, I have to finish a report." And I would have dead. For God ever knows with my mother right now.
1: Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah.
0: Um, and I think about that very often because. Also, that that impacts how I live my life. Now, so anything that I want to do, anybody that I want to spend time with, if I'm thinking about you right now, Sean, I pick up the phone and I call you. Yeah. I don't wait.
2: Yeah.
0: You know what I mean? Um, because time is not promised. The concept of time is something that I process a lot because you could be here today and literally gone tomorrow, and it's something that we say all the time.
1: But it's real. But
0: it's real.
1: It's real. Um just the other day I was thinking about it um and there are twenty four hours in a day right mm-hmm. and if you're lucky right, if you're lucky, you have a job and you have your children or whichever love is at home right mm-hmm. and if you're lucky, you get up and leave your house maybe by seven o'clock in the morning and you come home at seven o'clock at the night especially if it's children you want them to be in bed by maybe seven to eight o'clock right that means that on a good day you spend maybe an hour and, and a half of your child kind of crazy yeah, right that
0: is crazy
1: and so it's there's something said a while ago which is i'm living this way more so because my eyes just can't take screens anymore mm-hmm. but i do not look at my phone at all and i've told people I'm not trying to be distant, but if I look at my phone after a certain time of day, I literally get headaches. But having done that or this being done to me, Mm -hmm. um, I'm spending more quality time. When I'm physically talking to somebody, I am here. I'm not doing anything else. Right. And it's something that you don't realize, unfortunately, how much time we waste not actually engaging with people. So you're sitting here, but you have a smart watch on, it vibrates, and you're looking at it. Mm-hmm. Or an email comes from work, you look at it. It's unfortunate because if you pass, work we hire somebody else. Mm-hmm. It's as simple as that. Mm-hmm. But your family and friends cannot physically replace you. You know? Never. And it's something that technology is awesome. It's great. Mm-hmm. However, with ensure it doesn't rule us. Mm-hmm. And I think that unfortunately for a lot of people, technology rules us, mm-hmm. we don't realize that the time of the person who is physically in front of you is literally the most valuable time
0: yeah, agreed, but I'm and agreeing with you, but also that is something I personally need to work on mm-hmm. too because um a few weeks ago, my friend actually said to me, and I've gotten this feedback in the past so that you know sometimes I don't feel like I'm present, but not present as in because I know them can't talk to me about deep things and you know i'm there and i listen but like if it's some foolishness (laughs) like random things (laughs) i'm in my phone right so the the person said it to me and i took it serious i'm like you know it's something that i'm glad you told me even though they're not telling me to say oh they hate that right it was just an observation but i'm like i want to be more present Yeah. yeah i want to be more present i'm glad they told me so that you know I can make space for that. I'm aware and I can make space for the fact that, yeah, I need to be present, put away the phone, the devices, yeah. Netflix can wait.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: it can wait. My Kindle can't wait. Yeah. You know, my time and being present with you is more important. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah.
1: Yeah, it's interesting. So, okay, I know that you work nine to five, mm-hmm. but I also know you do some travel blogging, vlogging, mm-hmm. some travel randomness.
0: Yeah. So how,
1: <laughs> how did you start doing that?
0: Okay, so I started my travel blogging and vlogging in January 2021. So we're in the pandemic. Um, my aunt and my cousin was in Jamaica and i wanted them to have a good time of mm-hmm. course and so i was taking them all around and we we're, were at Frenchman's Cove, mm-hmm. and i remember this conversation very clearly um so it was my aunt my cousin and my friend and we're just um on the beach chilling and my friend is like you know how much time i tell this girl to start a travel page on instagram people want to know what you're doing you're always going all over the place and the, because of my personal page, right, mm-hmm. so they could see. I post, you know, snippets of what I'm doing. And my friend was like, you know what, give me your phone. I'm going to start a page. <laughs> so she started it right then and there. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, God, I'm nervous. Um, no, nobody don't want to see what I'm doing. <laughs> uh, and she's like, yeah, you did. Give me your phone. So <laughs> the phone, she started it, and my first post was... um. Off the ocean at mm-hmm. Frenchman's Cove and then it just took off from there I'm literally always all over the place mm-hmm. I love to travel I've always loved to travel that's one thing that I feel like I got from my mother at a very early age she used to take I'm, I'm her handbag mm-hmm. I was her handbag yeah she used to take me everywhere um so I think that kind of Impacted how I live my life, and especially I went into overdrive after she passed, mm. and after my grandmother's passed. I just realized I yeah, ain't anywhere more. I just need to do it. Yeah. Because no time like the present, and I think we take for granted that we have time, and I don't want to take it for granted. So I started um, just recording, you know, where I'm going, did recommendations during COVID. Interestingly, because tourism was on the low for us, you know, nothing was happening. People weren't necessarily traveling. The hotels had some excellent rates. Yeah. So I went to different hotels. Um, you name it, I went there. And I also found a lot of hidden gems. Um while I as when I started the page because I it allowed me to connect with other people who that's their passion as well. Right. So I even formed a little travel group on WhatsApp now with some people that are maybe going out of town with this weekend to explore Manchester. Yeah. You know? Um, so that fed I feel like I'm living, I feel alive when I'm around water, when I'm in an airplane, when I'm travelling and doing things and experiencing cultures that are new. You know, and just it's a big world. It's There's a, a lot world. to see and do and I want to do it. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. it's
1: important. So, it's a big world, a thousand percent. And mm-hmm. in my ideal world, I would not be in one place. In mm-hmm. my ideal world, I will go to Norway, spend three months there, go just, just keep on hopping from country to country, spending at least a month or two there just to understand the culture and hear people talk and stuff like yeah. that. But it's also a big Jamaica. And I think one of the biggest mistakes that Jamaica, in my mind, in my mm-hmm. point of view, right, mm-hmm. we watch way too much foreign t v, and we don't and because of that, we tend to put a lot of focus and and love and appreciation of things that are not Jamaican mm-hmm. and it makes us lose sight of what we have here yeah and I've seen so many people on YouTube who come to Jamaica go to all of these places that I have not seen yet. Mm. A waterfall here, a park here, a bridge there, a train station here. And you're mm. like, oh, this is in Jamaica. Mm-hmm. And if you ask somebody, you know, what do you know about Trelawney? For a lot of people, right, Trelawney is a parish in between St. Anne <laughs> and, and St. James. And That's yes, Saint James, it. Yeah. It's transit, right? <laughs> have you ever turned left? Have mm-hmm. you gone up the hill? And mm-hmm. it's, jamaica has so much to offer and especially with our ancestors who built all these bridges and tunnels and train stations Mm -hmm. here that because time has moved on they're all the way in a hill somewhere that you could explore so much of jamaica if you really wanted to if you made the time Mm -hmm. if how cool would it be for you and your friends to go and do something in jamaica and just enjoy one weekend versus sitting down watching something on netflix yeah right and i think that's something that i really like the fact that you're doing that because it's true jamaica Mm -hmm. is nice the world is nice Mm -hmm. and watching tv cannot give the same enjoyment agreed of seeing Nature mm-hmm. and seeing the world.
0: Mm-hmm. Agreed. I think one of the things that I was grateful for is that I live on an island, but not just any island. In my mind, Jamaica is the most beautiful place in the world. <laughs> yeah, I'm biased, but um, in the pandemic, I'm like, but I wouldn't want to be and live anywhere else and be locked up. And you know, like Jamaica is it for me. Mm-hmm. When you go outside, you get the vitamin D, see so the sunshine. You know you see the the beautiful trees the where I live, you can see the hills and the mountains, mm-hmm. and it just it really puts you at ease meant from a mental place. it helped me a lot in the pandemic yeah right. and and I think that's why I pushed to go to so many rivers and you know just explore and I did a lot of hiking. I, you know, I mean, I really like the hiking thing. <laughs> but when it comes to hiking, to get to a beautiful right. waterfall, it helps a lot with my mental health. I mean, we're all different. So maybe something like that, um, some people would not be interested mm. in. But you have to find what you're passionate about, what you love to do, what supports you from an emotional perspective, how you fill your cup. Yeah.
2: That
0: is how I feel my cup. Yeah. If I can't get to do those things... It's gonna impact me emotionally and in a negative way. And I know that. So I it pushes me to go out there and do things and explore and create memories. Yeah. Creating memories is important for me.
1: And I think, but even biologically, so yes, Amy, definitely some people may not want to walk in the forest and mm-hmm. mosquito bite them or whatever the case yeah. is, right? But biologically they say that A, obviously breathing that fresh natural air is good for your body yeah, right fresh air versus is. polluted air with mm-hmm. cars and trucks and secondly they also say that water is naturally calming they say that once you hear water running or rushing or whatever it's called mm-hmm. it literally calms you down
2: mm-hmm.
1: and so it I mean you see it every time somebody gets up and goes to the beach or goes somewhere they calm down they relax relaxed, and yeah. it's, it's unfortunate that so many of us including myself we live on an island where there's water all around us and we don't enjoy it as often.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: We sit in our houses and we just watch TV versus going and doing something and enjoying the natural beauty of Jamaica. Mm-hmm. And it's always it's, it's always sad. And it's the same for every country, but tourists come here and enjoy our country more than ourselves.
0: Yeah, we do, yeah. And
1: that's that's bad.
0: But on the flip side too. Right, let's say you enjoy the beach. There are not a lot of free beaches to go in Jamaica anymore, you know. Yes, yeah. <laughs> right. You really have to think hard, yeah, about where you can go with your family one yeah. Sunday. Yeah, if you're going to the beach,
2: yeah, true. and
0: that's that's also something that I know would impact persons going.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Maybe if it was free, they would go. Right, yeah. um, a lot of things are privatized, but that's another conversation altogether. <laughs> That I really don't want to talk about, <laughs> but I think I think you're right. Um, but um, that's also why I started the page too, um, and you know I followed the encouragement is because, well, if you scroll through my page, a lot of the things that I have is for um, Jamaica hidden gems mm. and you know things to do, places to go in Jamaica, because I think people think that. Jamaica is so small, you would never believe how many things there is to do here. Yeah. There's a lot, and our culture is so rich. Our culture is rich, our people. I don't know. I just love Jamaican people, me personally.
1: There's also something about our people that um, I never thought about it until the other day. So there's mm-hmm. a a very cool lady who I don't know, but I follow her on YouTube. She's from Ukraine. Mm-hmm. She lives here, right? I think her channel is called area with irene or something like that very cool lady Mm -hmm. and so when the war started in ukraine she helped or she tried to help get the jamaican students to jamaica Mm -hmm. and she did a a very cool documentary on the process interviewing the jamaicans when they came home right like a three hour youtube video very good all the jamaicans who went to ukraine for school said a they will go back immediately because it's a beautiful country, it's a great country. Mm-hmm. B, all of them also said that their first couple of days in Ukraine, they were like, "Wow, oh, these people are so cold, mm-hmm. right? And what she did very well with her video was that she explained, so exp- ex- she explained what someone's impressions would be. So she explained that back in the day when Russia um, ruled over Ukraine, um, Russian spies would be in the streets, Mm. and so the russian spy may ask you a random question Mm. and if you answer incorrectly then your entire family gets locked up and so their culture has been to keep to themselves because you they don't know if you're being friendly or if you're a spy
2: Mm. and i
1: contrast that with our culture which again it seems natural to me i'm sure you've noticed it where you go to any river, any falls, anywhere, and a local person will carry you all the way to the mm-hmm. falls and back because yeah. we have that friendly, welcoming mm-hmm. nature. We do. Unfortunately, not see that much in Kings say St. Andrew because it's the city, mm-hmm. but once you venture outside of that, you get the real Jamaica with mm-hmm. genuine people who mm-hmm. just want to show you where they live. Yeah. Just want to show you around the road. This is the hill I grew up on. This is the water bathed in, and it's we have such a huge opportunity for people to notice how amazing our people are. Yeah. And and it also gives you a, a fresh perspective if we spend five days a week in Kingston with a taxi band by driving you just to drive one hour outside of Kingston and to enjoy what mm-hmm. real Jamaicans are like outside of the hustle mm-hmm. and bustle. Mm-hmm.
0: Agreed. It's a fresh perspective. It's a simpler life. It's a... To me, that's a peaceful life, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, Saturday, I went um, rafting on White River. Rafting is so peaceful, and it's rafting on White River is beautiful. The Mm. scene, it's very scenic. And I remember while we were rafting, there was a man scaling fish in the river, and I was just looking at him like, "Boy, this is just so simple," and I found it beautiful. Like I was just watching him and probably thinking. Why Why this girls staring at me? But I told him, I said, morning, you know. Um, I said, morning, you know, and I, I said, how they you do, and whatever. But I was watching him, and I was thinking to myself, boy, this is what I love about Jamaica. It's just a simple, peaceful life. Um, but then that's my perspective, and probably that wouldn't be his perspective. You know what I mean? There are right. a lot of struggles that he's facing that right. I may not, Have experienced or may be present to because that's not my world. Right. Um. So I thought about all of those things, but I'm like, I just love to go around and observe us in the in the hills and valleys and crevices of Jamaica.
1: What is it a while ago? Isn't that what is it a while ago? I think is a cornerstone of what causes so many people to be maybe upset or sad. Is that they look at someone else's life and A, assume it's better or great,
0: mm-hmm.
1: or B, um just get sad about their own life, mm. and it's you have no idea what that person is going through, you don't, right? So, yes, because you have to get up every day and go to work, I said, I'm tired, I'm not hungry, and so on, relax. Mm-hmm. This man chilling in the river seems very cool, mm-hmm. but maybe if he gets sick tomorrow, he has no health insurance,
2: yeah, <laughs> right? true.
1: And so it's a balance of the two of realizing that what you have is good, mm-hmm. right? There are pros and cons to what you have and there are also pros and cons to what you don't have. Mm-hmm. And it's balancing, a, you know, which one is preferred, you know? Do you mm-hmm. want the hustle about life where somebody wants to report every five minutes? Or do you want a more relaxing life? Mm-hmm. But maybe you can't go to the doctor as freely. Yeah. But there's no reports, you're just chilling. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's... Perspective is interesting, and you naturally we do it, but we can't judge somebody else's reality because we don't know what they're going through
0: we can't, but I think also there's a lot of the world is interesting because I think we navigate it based on a lot of social standards and societal norms mm-hmm. because for somebody i guess um And I don't want to broad brush it, Mm -hmm. right? So I'm careful of that. But if somebody's a doctor, you look at them as being more successful than a man who is by the river, scaling the fish. Mm -hmm. But what is success to that man? Maybe that is success for him because he has have a peaceful life. Yeah,
2: yeah.
0: And to me, that's perfect. Your success, your peace of mind should not be measured by other people. Correct. It should be measured by you. And that doctor may be struggling. That doctor may be, you know, wanting to, in that field, because that's what his parents wanted, yeah. or her parents wanted. Yeah. But really, they're not happy. But then, because you have the title of doctor in front of you, um, there's a certain way how people communicate and how you are able to navigate because of that. Right. Right? Yeah. So, I think, uh, I try and keep things simple. And I think, as I said, Everybody makes their own choices in life for different reasons. It's all about perspective, but I think that your happiness, your, what success looks like, how you measure that, is personal to you.
1: Correct, correct, it's correct. It's
0: personal to you, and um, I think that we should stop judging each other's choices, you know? Like, it can all coexist in the same space.
1: It's so interesting you it say it's personal to you, which mm-hmm. I totally agree with. Mm-hmm. I think the unfortunate part is sometimes people, and we all, we don't know, it's personal to me, but which me is looking at it. Mm-hmm. Is it the true me? Mm-hmm. So if you ask, I could be very wrong, but if you ask an average person who we'll gets them every day in a quote unquote nice car, going to a quote unquote nice job, they probably aren't happy. Mm-hmm. But as you just said, societal norms. If I achieve the house and the car and the marriage and the kids and this, mm-hmm. I'm supposed to be happy. Yeah. And if you ask seven year old them, all they wanted to do was <laughs> to do something else. What mm-hmm. society has said, you can't be a carpenter. You need to own the carpentry company. But guess what? Being a carpenter, you get joy out of making this desk,
2: mm-hmm.
1: or in the company, you have to worry about staff and people that thief me and i think that sometimes we take on more than we probably really want to mm-hmm. because that's what society says that we should yeah and we end up living a somebody says are they a happy life because mm-hmm. though i can happily enjoy this car or this house or this new phone or whatever the case mm-hmm. is but i'm not actually fulfilled yeah and that happens to a lot of people and then on the flip side, there are people looking on them who are probably living a better life, who are probably living a happier life, who are probably live a simpler life. Mm-hmm. But they're unhappy mm-hmm. because they've been told that that is what happiness should be. Yeah. And you kinda like, you, you, you miss out on you miss out on what you have by looking at somebody else.
0: I think, you know, we'll watch social media and we we'll scroll and you know, of course people put things out there that are glamorous, quote-unquote. People want to see that. Um, It entices you, it attracts you to scroll and like and share. You know? Um, Is it real, though? And I'm not saying that social media is not, is, is fake or, you know, mm-hmm. that's not what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. But then you have to ask yourself because you're seeing glimpses of somebody's life or you're seeing what somebody wants you to see. Mm-hmm. And then you use that to compare it to your real life, <laughs> Um, But we're human beings, you know, so we're going to compare. So I can't even say don't compare. (laughs) I would just say be mindful of what you consume.
1: It's such a glimpse. It's... So... I... I like the Mission Impossible movies. Mm -hmm. They're great movies in my point of view, right? Mm -hmm. And the seventh one is coming out this year. And about a couple of weeks ago... um, the studio for the movie put out some behind the scenes of them creating a stunt for this new movie, right? Every time a new movie comes out, they do the exact same thing because Tom Cruise was all his own stunts and blah, 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 right? Yeah. He did like 15,000 skydives and 45,000 bike jumps. How can I that? That's what
0: Tom For I'm like,
1: <laughs> like four seconds of footage, <laughs> right? Okay. And it's cool. He, mm-hmm. learned, he learned, like, three new skills. And mm-hmm. it's awesome. It's really awesome, right? Mm-hmm. And I, I believe, in my mind, I don't know him, that he loves it because he loves making movies. He genuinely loves making movies, mm-hmm. right? But just like social media, people will look at that four seconds of movie footage of him jumping off the cliff, not realizing all the effort that was put in just for that four seconds. Yeah. And so when you see somebody who looks good in quotes in a photo, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: how long that one photo take? Mm
0: -hmm. Like,
1: you don't see the fact that they probably woke up in the morning, did the hair, did the makeup, all of this for this one photo. Mm -hmm. they had to rush the entire day because they missed the entire morning for that one photo. So the entire day got squashed into in the evening because we have to rush and pick up the kids and pick up the food and blah 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 because of this one photo mm-hmm. and that one photo somebody else who's for whatever reason sad is like oh my gosh the coach look good look, look good i feel so bad it's like it's not that serious like mm-hmm. it's not that serious yeah they're probably not that happy like you were able to go to supermarket in the morning mm-hmm. they're not a supermarket rushing because they took one photo mm-hmm and again it's okay if it's used for a marketing tool to make money for your business there's mm-hmm. nothing wrong with that but just be very careful of looking at what somebody else is doing cuz it's not real
0: so yeah some of it is not real um some of it could very well be real mm-hmm. you know what i mean but i think from the perspective of even just staying focused on yourself yeah. you know like and understanding that once again, things can coexist in the same space because on the flip side, and it's something that I notice, so if somebody comes on social media and they are emotional and crying and sharing personal things, they're judged. Mm. Like, when them come on social media, I do that for then I have no friend. <laughs> you know? Um, and I've been guilty of it too, but then I had to take a step back holding myself accountable again because I'm like, it's their choice.
1: It's a part of life.
0: And it's a part of life. It's their reality. And it's a reality for a lot of people. And they can connect with people like that. And also, probably they really don't have no friend. You understand? And this is their outlet. And this is their outlet. And uh, so, like, me didn't have to just flip the switch and say, okay, that's us Bill. Like, once again, don't bother judge people. But it's something that we do. The minute somebody brings something real, And I'm not broad brushing it to say this is all the time because I do see, you know, where people connect with it and stuff like that. But I see the judgment, you know, like, um, and then I hear the conversations too. And it's just interesting to me. But then once again, social media is a tool and everybody uses this tool for different reasons. Some people use it to escape. So you don't want to see nothing about reality. So you get vexed if it's somebody, a ball, or something. You don't want to see that. You want to see the people in my vacation in a Bali because that's your escape. <laughs> that's
1: your escape from your, from yeah, your life.
0: Yeah, from your life, whereas somebody else, that's their outlet. And so that's my biggest thing sometimes is that we need to realize that it's a very... We are human beings. We're complex. It's a big world. And everything can coexist in the same space.
1: What's your take on... Uh... Okay, so not business so it's mm-hmm. not your business account you're not selling something or mm-hmm. whatever the case is right what's your take on people mm-hmm. who again seemingly mm-hmm. right seemingly let you into their lives so you know when they are going to work and taking pictures with their spouse and with the mm-hmm. kids and yeah, everything yeah. is good and then it's get quiet mm-hmm. and they hear them broke up or whatever the case mm-hmm. is right do you think that if somebody takes the initiative or the decision to open up their life, mm-hmm. they show everything, what they eat for breakfast, lunch, and dinner,
2: mm-hmm.
1: should they only show the good stuff or should they also show the bad stuff? Or let me even say bad. Should they, also, should they show 360 life
2: mm-hmm.
1: or only show the highlights? Mm-hmm. And I ask because I think, in my point of view, if you show the low light, it will help people with their own sadness and depression, yeah. realizing that life is all high. There are lows too. Mm-hmm. So do you think that they should show the lows or, mm-hmm. you know?
0: I think it's good too. I think it's good too. Um, and even with the example that he gave about Tom Cruise, mm-hmm. if if Tom did show like a reel about the, the, the bloopers and the outtakes and yeah. how much time him have to um, do the jump, for yeah. it right for the movie, people would say, wow, Mm -hmm. that's Tom Cruise it not really take him that long to do that Mm -hmm. so I think it's a good thing to show that but then also once again you can't tell people what to show you know what I mean I can't tell you you should do something it's your life I can't tell you that you should and I can't tell you that you shouldn't I know what I would and wouldn't do Mm -hmm. but that's me I think we forget that people are people we are different so we use ourselves as a measuring stick and you can't do that yeah if people want to... And, and also, you have a choice. You can follow them or you can unfollow them. You can subscribe or you can unsubscribe. Mm-hmm. I think people sit down and you complain about what people are posting and doing. Like, look into yourself. Like, all right, so them are posted. You follow them, don't it? You know so you can unfollow them?
1: Yes. That, to me, is always <laughs> the most amazing thing. Where I will be watching YouTube and people come and say... This video was so stupid. Why did I mm-hmm. watch it? Yeah. Why did you watch it? Yeah. Like, if it's that bad. If it's that bad. Don't switch. Um, what I also find very funny is the fact that we all put importance on what we deem important. Being mm. I will hear people say, speak about, you know, social media, speak about Instagram, speak about wanting or not wanting to post something and and what people may think and or even the fact that posting their family is a decision or not a decision. And I'm just like, man, that thought never crossed my mind ever Mm -hmm. because I was not on Instagram. And it's just so interesting how we can choose to make something important because when I hear people talking about, I can't believe so -so on Instagram, blah, 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 I'm like, what are we talking about? (laughs) And it's, Yes, so people like, oh Sean, you're so weird and blah blah blah, blah, but I'm okay Mm -hmm. because that's one additional layer of life that I don't have to worry about. You don't have to worry about life is already like pre internet, life is already confusing. Mm -hmm. I don't add any more confusion to my life.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: And it's 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 just so amazing that you have somebody sitting down right now in their room, scrolling through Instagram thinking, should I should I not post my boyfriend? Or if we break up, should I delete these pictures? That's an entire whole mind, 50% of your brain that I have free. Mm
2: -hmm. Because
1: I'm not worried about that. Mm -hmm. And it's just, we put importance on things that we choose to put important. And if you want to, you can remove something from your life and it disappears. Mm -hmm. And it's not important.
0: It's not important. Not that big
1: of a deal. Mm -hmm. I have not, to my knowledge, Mm -hmm. (laughs) lost one friend by not being on Instagram or Facebook or Twitter. Mm-hmm. That's okay. I've not lost anybody. Mm-hmm. Because it's not that important. Mm-hmm. It's not that important.
0: I think that's also a generational thing. It could be. Yeah. I don't want to say it's definitively that. So you can't be old?
1: I, no. Because me you in the same age group.
0: But I think though that um, the generations now... That's probably... That social construct is important for them. It's also important because it's a very lucrative means to an end.
1: Yes, yes.
0: And I'm not saying that's the only reason. Mm -hmm. But I'm saying it is a construct because it allows you a certain lifestyle. Yeah, yeah. So that's why it's important.
1: Correct. And you're totally correct. Mm -hmm. And I've also... I've seen many job postings, I uh, even know recruiters mm-hmm. who look at your social media handles. And if you don't have any, it's a red flag.
0: It's a red flag because yeah. they're like, "What are you
1: hiding from?" Mm-hmm. You know. And then on the flip side, they look at it because maybe they want you to—I don't know—be a manager of something, but a part of that job is being able to interact with people. Mm-hmm. And if you're if you don't have a social media presence and you don't know how to draw a crowd on social media, they're like. You're wrong for the job. Yeah. And so you're totally correct as it relates to there is a batch of persons coming up that mm-hmm. they can't hide from social media mm-hmm. because it's their norm.
0: Yeah. It's their norm. And you know what's interesting too? To me, it can't use somebody's social media to assess the type of person that they are. Because you are in control of what you're posting and what right. you're putting out there. It can all be a mask. And it can all be a mask.
1: Just like a resume. is a yeah, mask. Yeah.
0: It can be a mask. Um... And I'm sure, as I say, everything can coexist. So you have people who are real, very real and raw on social Mm -hmm. media, but also people who use it as a tool. Mm -hmm. And so for me, I think we're a little short sighted in terms of using that to to say we're going to use somebody's social media to assess whether they are worthy or good for a job. Well, I guess also sometimes it depends on what kind of job it is, because if it's a marketing job, then I can understand digital marketing and content creation right. is, the, is the way of the world right, right now. So in that context, I get it. But even when you're applying for a visa, they want to know your social media oh, handles really? now. When really? Yeah, when, when I applied for my U.S. visa recently, really? when I renewed it, that was one of the questions.
1: That is true. I put applicable. They,
0: yes. <laughs> they ask you, and, you know, I'm just like, oh, yeah. why, why, why? <laughs>
1: Because I want to see if you talk about Taliban.
0: Well, I guess so. I do I know. but
1: That's interesting.
0: Yeah, I find it interesting. Um, but these are the signs of the times. I feel like every generation, though, because our parents would have probably said, boy, this this generation coming up. And I used to hear it a lot when I was younger. And I feel like I am doing it now. Mm-hmm. So I am my parents mm-hmm. back then.
1: 100%. 100%. Yeah. 100%. So,
0: you know, it's the way of the world. But then also change is constant. Um, I guess perspective will guide whether you think that change is good or bad. Um I'm not here to say it's good or bad. I just feel like once again we all have choices, we make different choices with our lives, and it's okay. everything can coexist in the same space. Once you're not hurting people. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, um, you know, I realize there's a lot of negativity on social media. There's a lot of, a lot of negativity in real life. Um, And it's perpetuated behind our digital devices. And it's painful for me to see sometimes. And I think um, sometimes I really do need to tune it out. I don't like negativity. I know it's a reality, but I I feel like we can choose to be positive Mm -hmm. and encouraging to people. I think people have a lot on their plate and they're going through enough as it is without you know, cyberbullying and all the things that take place on social media. So the fact that you're not on it, yeah, you're good. <laughs> you're good. Yeah. You're good. Is mm-hmm.
1: is social media real in a context of in context of dating? Mm-hmm. So if you're dating someone and they are like a bunch of pictures of naked girls, mm-hmm. is that a bad thing?
0: <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Um
1: it's not real, in quotes.
0: Mm-hmm. Is it a bad thing? I would ask myself, oh, all right. Because you can, you can like what you want like, you know. But my thing is, why? <laughs>
1: okay. <laughs> is
0: the why behind it. Like, why are you liking all of these mm-hmm. naked stuff? Mm-hmm. Um, but then I guess I can't really speak to it, to be honest, because I'm not in a relationship with somebody who does that. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what that feels like.
1: And that's what I ask because I am very aware of the fact that a I kind of miss that train, mm-hmm. but also b I'm just not on social media at all. So mm-hmm. I, the concept of in in quotes monitoring what your partner's doing on social media mm-hmm. or even caring, yeah, I don't know it. I genuinely I, I don't know it, mm-hmm. and so I, I I I ask because I, I genuinely wonder like. Is it serious? I mean, I, I hear it's serious. It is serious. Yeah, okay. <laughs> it is serious.
0: And the thing is, I guess if I if 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 I was in a relationship with somebody that was like in holi naked woman pictures, mm. I would be like, so why are you doing that? I don't know. I I'm trying to think. My thing is the why. I mm. always go back to the why. Mm-hmm. You know. Um. I think we make up rules as we go along.
2: <laughs>
0: in this new day and age. Yeah. And I think a lot of those rules are based on that social construct of social media. Mm -hmm. So, um, in this day and age, you know, if you find your partner liking these inappropriate pictures, well, let me not deem it as inappropriate. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because that in itself is a judgment. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Yeah. I don't like to do things like that. Um, So, it's pictures and it's scantily clad women. Mm -hmm. And those women are free to do what they want with their bodies, in my mind. Mm-hmm. And if you want to post it a year, and people will like it mm-hmm. because, quote-unquote, sex sells. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's more physically, well, it's more appealing to the eye, I guess, mm-hmm. to see the, the less clothes and whatever. And also, them can do anything what they want with their body. Mm-hmm. Um, would I be comfortable with my partner liking those pictures? I don't think I would be. But I'm trying to think, why would I be uncomfortable? Is it a sense of insecurity that I have? Or is it that I would link that back to being disrespectful to the relationship? Because then on the flip side, if me are like, holy up a naked man <laughs> and shirtless man mm-hmm. picture, you know, that don't look like him. He could very well be like, so what? You know, that's what you're attracted to mm. kind of thing. So, yeah, I'm just trying to work it out in my head. But as I say... I really am the worst person to ask that question because I don't have a partner that does that. So
1: Seems complicated.
0: Yeah, it does. It's it it, like I'm thinking about it and it really does seem complicated. But then person's feelings about it are valid. Of course. 100%. Yeah. 100%, 100%. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: It, so yes, the feelings are valid. And it, it seems complicated because it's like we have injected... A complexity to life. Mm-hmm. Life was already complex. Yeah. Right? But I'm sure it'll keep on getting worse. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. So um, <laughs> do you want to do you see yourself monetizing this travel thing or no? Is it a hobby? Does it do you want to become a job or not a job? But you know, income earlier.
0: Okay. I've been asked this question so many times Mm -hmm. to the point where I feel like maybe I'm too Mm -hmm. (laughs) simple-minded because for me, I do it for my own personal joy and for other people to get joy from it as well Mm -hmm. and to also get ideas around what they can do and places they can go. If I monetize it, that would be great. That would be amazing. If I don't monetize it, it would be okay as well. Right. Um, and I guess I can say that because I do still have a nine to five and right. also there are other talents and things that I have that I do that, you know, I can monetize.
2: Yeah.
0: This for me though, I'm not looking at it as an opportunity to make money. I'm looking at it as just to put something positive out there. I like that. Yeah. And um you're probably one of the few people that say I like that because other people are like, yeah, man, but you can put something positive and make money. And for me. Money is not the end-all and be-all of my life. But I don't... I get why people would want to push me to monetize it. I get it completely. But for me, if it becomes more of a chore and more of me focusing on what I can get from it, then it no longer becomes my passion and my peace.
1: Yeah, 100%. I get it. And there are a lot of people I follow on YouTube who started... It's like for me, I thought of tech YouTubers... Mm -hmm. And they would have rose to prominence when it was new. Mm -hmm. When YouTube just started to offer YouTube program and pay them and stuff like that, right? And all of them started in, you know, the basement or the parents' room or whatever the case is. I know most of them that I watch have, like, warehouses of staff and all kinds of stuff like that. And they've all said, like every now and then they will be honest with the camera and stuff like and they're like you know there came a time where it stopped becoming it stopped being fun mm-hmm. because they had to watch the algorithm and so they spend more time on the financial side mm-hmm. watching the algorithm mm-hmm. like and and they'll have this frank conversation and they were like yes for for they make two or three thumbnails per video because they realize that particular thumbnails get more views. Yeah. But they said that they have YouTubers out there who make 100 thumbnails and keep on changing to make sure the algorithm... And it's just like, they say, if you go to that extreme, it's no longer fun. You're, mm. not, you're chasing likes.
0: You're chasing it, yeah. But at the same
1: time, they have staff. They have to pay the staff. Yeah. So they all say that the passion for, for tech things sometimes gets trampled. Mm-hmm. by the need to ensure that they can pay their staff mm-hmm. so the right algorithm the right everything has to be perfect and I agree with you Like I started this podcast it would be great if it got monetized but I'm doing it just to help people that's it mm-hmm. um, if it becomes a chore if scheduling people become a chore if trying to make it perfect becomes a chore it's no longer fun because all I really wanted to do was to have conversations and help somebody that's it that's it yeah. no more no less and i, mean, I don't think it's I i don't think it's simple i think it is your passion doesn't have to be what makes you money mm-hmm. because sometimes if it is it becomes a job
0: it becomes a job and yeah. the passion
1: may become tarnished mm-hmm. and that is if, if you lose your passion and
0: Mm-hmm.
1: No, that's not, that's not fun
0: either. That's not fun either. Um, like I don't think it's simple either, but sometimes I guess based on the responses I yeah. get, I'm questioning myself, like Yeah. Yeah, you really could be monetizing or doing more or but then I have to just kinda do me, you know? Like you, I make my own choices and say, Yeah, this is
1: find someone to do it for you. it's like mm-hmm. if, if you have a friend or a colleague that would say, I will do off this for you, you just show up. That's different. But mm. when you have to sit down and plan it out, yep. that's not fun. That's mm-hmm. not going to the country for a weekend. That's that's work. Mm-hmm. That's work. And there's nothing wrong if that's what you want to do. Yeah. But I do believe that some people generally just want to do what they're doing for fun mm-hmm. or for enjoyment or for their release. Mm. And the second is how to tie things to it. Okay, who is sponsoring this week? What? That yeah. now becomes, so you're not going to go because it's not sponsored? But you really want to go. Mm-hmm. So what are you going to do? And that gets a bit, you know, dirty. Or maybe you do go mm-hmm. and they say you can't show that or you can't show yeah.
0: this. Yeah. A lot of restrictions. And then you have to think about, you know, who is it that you're going to make partnerships with? You know, who have dislikes and that, how much followers and engagement. And, uh, mm. I'm not about that life, but I do get it though. Yeah, of course. It's, I get it completely it and it makes sense. Perfect sense. And you know, um, you can make a good chunk of change from it. Good chunk of change. But um, that's not my main objective. And I'm not sitting here to say it will never be. Mm-hmm. But right now, it's been two years, Well, January 16, I believe. In a few days, it will be two years that I started it. And it's still not my main objective okay so but i'm not saying it will always be like that but for me i don't see it changing not right now
1: so like over fresh into january 2023 Mm -hmm. what are your plans for this year or next few years
0: what are my plans travel plans life plans my life plans (laughs) all right so my life plans i i've had a motto every ever since you know my mother passed and it's just one day at a time sweet jesus Um, once again, sometimes I think maybe I'm too simple (laughs) because I don't have these fancy resolutions. I don't have a word for the year. Um, you know, I realize that's getting very popular now. Really? Okay. Yeah. I don't have any of that. Um, but when I reflect at the end of the year, so for example, 2022 was a beautiful year for me. I did a lot, a lot of firsts, um, I went to a new country. I went to Panama last year. Mm. I didn't necessarily plan to do that at the start of the year. What I focus more on is having the right mindset. So, you know, I know a lot of people do vision board exercises. One year, I actually sat and did a mindset board. Mm-hmm. Um, What's and a I mindset st- board? Still have So, I, I don't know if this phrase is coined or this term is coined elsewhere Mm. but i thought about it and i'm like anything that you want to achieve you have to just have the right mindset okay and please don't get me wrong the vision board thing is a good thing Mm -hmm. i'm not um diminishing its value for me i think anything in life that you do you have to have the proper mindset so i decided that i was going to do a mindset board which i still have at home and the mindset board just really looks at what kind of mindset I want to have going into every single year or every day or month of my life. Mm-hmm. Um, and I look at it from time to time to remind myself of that. Because it's, everything starts with the mind. It's something that we hear all the time and it's the truth. If your mind is not right, if you don't have the correct attitude, the right approach, then nothing else that you envision or you want to achieve is possible without the mindset. So I did that mindset board in 2017 or 2018, and I've had it ever since. And I feel like I just kind of live a very simple, take a simple approach. Um, To some people, I guess it's simple, some it may not be that simple. For me, it's just take it one day at a time. Um, I have a lot of travel plans that I want to, you know, fulfill this year. Like where? Um, So I want to go to Australia. Nice. This year, my best friend lives in Australia. So I want to go and look for her this year. Um, I also may go to Thailand. Awesome. Which just came up in a conversation with friends literally a few days ago. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not sure where the money I come from. (laughs) (laughs) But where there's a will, there's a way. 100%. 100%. Where there's a will, there's a way. Um, But in terms of life... This year and the next few years, I just want to focus on being happy. And happiness for me is me just being emotionally well and at peace. And that's very simple for me because that could mean sharing a laugh with a friend, um, going for the ice cream at Devon House, staying at home by myself and watching Netflix, going to a movie, just doing things that fulfill me. I'm just going to focus on that and also focusing on being a good and kind human being to other people. (laughs) Yeah, and that's it. Being good to myself and being good to other people. And that's what I see happening for me for the next few years. Everything else will fall in line. Um, And as I said, I do think it sounds simplistic, to be honest. But that may be because I am, in a sense, a kind of overachiever. Okay. But I don't necessarily talk about what I want to do. I just kind of do it. Okay. I just do it. You know what I mean? If I want to change my car, I just I got change my car. Mm-hmm. If I want to buy something, buy a house, buy an apartment, buy, do, do something, I just do it. I mm-hmm. go figure it out. And I'm not saying that it's easy, it's hard, you know, but I'm going to navigate it and do it because of my mindset. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to get it done. So yeah, for the next few years I just want to be at peace. It's been a it's been a rough time emotionally. I still process a lot um watching my mother deteriorate. Um after being such a bubbly, lively person and seeing her deteriorate so quickly is a lot still for me to process. So the fact that I can talk about it without crying yeah. is a big step for me.
1: I think what's interesting, it's it's such a... It's such a balance, mm-hmm. right? Because tomorrow's not promised,
2: mm-hmm.
1: but it may live past tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so how do you live the max mm-hmm. while still ensuring that you can pay for something tomorrow? Yeah. And it's it's weird because a lot of us... See you mentioned Thailand a while ago, right? Mm-hmm. And one... Mindset is, you know, don't break yourself to go.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But another mindset is take go the a credit card, pay for a ticket and go. Mm-hmm. And it will pay off itself over time. You know, mm-hmm. it's because sometimes opportunities come up and we miss them. And we mm-hmm. miss them because we overthink or fear, whatever the case is. Mm-hmm. That for me, a good example is some years ago, went to the, like a bachelor party trip. And they said, they're going skydiving. That's not for me. There's not one boy in my entire body that wanted to skydive. It's a no. And that's okay. He
0: said, no for you. Zero intentions. Mm-hmm. There was
1: somebody else who wanted to skydive. Right? So there mm-hmm. were five of us or six of us. Mm-hmm. Four of them went to skydive. Two did not. Myself for the other guy. I was like, yo, go and do it. Go and do it. I was like, when next will you be here with the five of, five of them who are going to do it? Just go and do it. hmm he said no, and he regretted it, mm-hmm. because the reality is, is that if you really want to do something, you should go and do it mm-hmm. something he said earlier, once that hurting anybody or causing any negativity? Just go and do it mm-hmm. because you know, God forbid next month, next year, you are you can't you're physically sick, yeah you and you're like, I should have mm-hmm. I should have enjoyed myself mm-hmm. because none of us know when. We're going to be driving on the road and somebody hit us, and all of a sudden you can't walk, or mm-hmm. whatever the case is. Mm-hmm. Life happens fast. It does. And so it's a balancing act between enjoy the now, but ensure you can enjoy it tomorrow too, if it's still alive life to enjoy it tomorrow. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. And it's weird. Mm-hmm. It's
1: weird because you don't want to overspend in quotes. Yeah. But at the same time, sometimes you need to spend so you can enjoy yourself. So you
0: can enjoy yourself, yeah. Life short. Yeah. Agreed. It's a balancing act. I think life in general is about balance. Because I think if you're focused on work all the time, that's not enough balance. You're not enjoying your life. Mm. You weren't, I tell people all the time, you weren't meant to be born, work, and then die.
1: Correct. Correct.
0: Right? But also you have to do what fuels you. What are you passionate about? And it your passion don't have to be this big, oh my God, overwhelming, meaningful, transformative thing.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah, I agree. <laughs> it
0: don't have to be. And even when it, these purpose conversations, I think people think, oh, your purpose have to be, you know, it has to impact the world. I, I don't know if people really understand that if you impact one person, you're impacting the world. Correct. If you impact one person, I think... And even from a Caribbean perspective, I don't know, we're just really, we are high achievers, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We are mm-hmm. definitely high achievers, but I encourage people all the time, small steps. Balance, for me, looks like, okay, I worked earlier, you know, I'm talking to you now. If I feel like my want go eat a little cream, I may buy like a little cone and go home. And mm-hmm. that may be my niceness for the day.
2: Yeah.
0: Right? Um, If I feel like I want a good laugh and I have a friend um, that I want to go talk to and I know them will give me two jokes before I reach home, that's my little niceness. That's free of cost. Yeah,
2: yeah. That's
0: me balancing the day. Those little things add up to the biggest things because you're making memories along the way. Yeah. And nobody can take that away from you. And memories don't necessarily bankrupt your pocket.
1: Not at all. Not at all.
0: Right? So it's really about perspective. It's really about what you focus on. And you, you have to be intentional. You have to be intentional. And I'm genuinely and definitely intentional around how I live my life every day. And I actually have no... I used to care what people think. Like, oh, they probably think I have money because me, I travel so often. Or <laughs> them think my nana work. Or you them think... that? Yeah, man. No, sometimes... And people say it to me. Really? You know, people are like, you know, you know, work you're still there so and so and I'm like yeah I'm still there and I work very hard as a matter of fact but you're not seeing that on Instagram you're not seeing when I'm working late and you know when I'm bawling and you're not seeing that and part of it is because I'm not putting it right, out there there we go what I'm putting out <laughs> there is my travels right you know only a few people select people are let in and they know how hard it has been for me but even so it's <sighs>
1: It's weird. Mm -hmm. So something I've been saying for the past couple of months. Is that struggling is not an achievement. Say that again. Struggling is not an achievement. Mm -hmm. So if somebody sees you and says, who are you, Richard, traveling? Yes. Yes, I am, Richard. I'm (laughs) traveling. Like, why are we uncomfortable with saying that? Like, yes, I'm (laughs) traveling. Okay, and what? Or, yes, I am on vacation for next year. traveling. Yes. like... For some reason, we will want to give us the impression of, no, mama, trying, my Gideon. No, uh. I'm the Enne Gideon right now. <laughs> I'm the <saying> Enne <any> Gideon. <laughs> I'm currently on a plane to Thailand this year. And like, that's oh, like, God. For, for whatever reason, hmm. we have been cultured to believe that struggling is cool. Yes. It's not cool. Nope. Our parents, and I keep on saying to people, our parents did not struggle. For us to struggle as well. Mm-hmm. That wasn't the plan. That wasn't That the wasn't the plan. Mm-hmm. They struggled so that we could live a better life. Mm-hmm. And we should be happy mm-hmm. that we can do that. that we, can we should do be that. thankful that we mm-hmm. can do that. Mm-hmm. We should be like, we should not feel cute about the fact that,
0: mm-hmm. yes, I can do it. Yeah. Yes. We shouldn't and feel cute about it. It's pretty all. awesome too. Yeah, it is. Yes. Um, And I agree with you. It took me a while to get there. Because, of course, once again, being the human being that I am, mm-hmm. I do think about what other people think about me, but not so much anymore. Because I am more so wrapped up in living my own life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? So you can watch, you can make a commentary, you can anything you want to do. That's your choice. That's on you. Me, mega travel, mega what I want to do yeah while working because of course my job supports that lifestyle (laughs) yeah i need the money i need to save to go where i want to go right so but you're right um i think there is there's this thing about people saying they're busy i feel like that's a trigger for me (laughs) (laughs) no i keep hearing this word i'm so busy um I feel like we get a sense of comfort and achievement in being busy. Correct.
1: It, it I have no idea if it stems from slavery. Mm-hmm. Um. I have no idea. I remember hearing this term some time ago in a movie, they said "Um, middle-class guilt, mm-hmm. right? Where, oh, I've now bought an apartment or I bought a house. I feel guilty because, you know, I could afford it before. Okay, great, but you can afford it now. And he said, is this is... Slavery mentality is a guilt that, that follows some of us, or most of us, about achieving too much. Or, I grew up taking the bus, so driving a nice car now, I need to dumb it down for some reason. No, don't dump it down. Yes, you have grown. Mm-hmm. That's a good thing. Yeah, that's a good struggling thing. Struggling is not cool.
0: Or, I would say too, that, so struggling is a part of
1: life.
0: 100%. Right? But when you make it the center and focal point of your life, then that's a different story.
1: Or when you, to me, when you, when you're unable to move past it. Mm-hmm. So I tell people I tell all the time, I remember time has passed. I remember mm-hmm. going to pizza with my friends and running out on the bill because we could afford to pay the bill. <laughs> I remember that. Mm-hmm. I remember that. And I'm very thankful now mm-hmm. that we can go to Broken Plate mm-hmm. and one person says, I'll take the bill. Mm-hmm. That's an achievement. Mm-hmm. I don't want to reflect and say, I don't want to be at Broken Plate Look at the menu saying, mm-hmm. boy, I can't afford that. Mm-hmm. Those days have passed and I'm thankful for it. Mm-hmm. Those days may come again because life can happen at any point in time. Mm-hmm. But right now, as at this day, that's mm-hmm. the where I'm at. And I don't, I have friends who sit down and they're like, "Man, don't buy. it, It's too expensive. You know, don't buy a lobster. Buy a chicken. If I want I to buy a lobster, don't man, like, mm-hmm. if I have, to, if I have to, not eat lunch tomorrow to buy a lobster, mm-hmm. let me buy it. Yeah, you know, I didn't, I didn't roll to the bill fifteen years ago. To mm-hmm. still roll to the bill today. Like mm-hmm. we have grown. We have, and I think sometimes we are stuck, for societal reasons. Mm-hmm. As you said people to look and say, wow, look what that person that moves so good now. Mm-hmm. Yes, my moves so good. <laughs> Thank God that moves so good. Thank God. Right, like, <laughs> to me, you're literally spitting in God's face when you pretend as if mm-hmm. he hasn't blessed you. Mm-hmm. He has blessed me. Mm-hmm. Tomorrow may be rough, but today is good. So I'm going to enjoy today. Mm-hmm. Because when it's rough tomorrow, like I can say no separation, like eat the lobster, like, mm-hmm. I know my yeah. No, if you can buy today, buy today. Yeah, enjoy, buy today. enjoy, enjoy, it. struggle. Like I said, struggling is a part of life mm-hmm. but it's not an achievement mm-hmm. and I think other people idolize struggling you know mm-hmm. I struggle in my life, but they are struggle <laughs> no you got up this morning you have a job mm-hmm. you drove to work you're alive mm-hmm. you're good
2: mm-hmm. you
1: could good praise God for that and move on mm-hmm. don't say boy life rough mom there Boss hold mm-hmm. me down no it's a whole down you can resign
2: mm-hmm.
1: nobody hold like you're literally not being held down there are no shackles around you mm-hmm. but it's slavery talk Slavery thought, yo, the man will hold me down. Who is holding you down? Where's, where's the chains? No, if you want, you can leave a job and apply somewhere else. It's
0: all about choice, once again.
1: And we are, again, mm-hmm. our forefathers, our foreparents, or whatever you call them, they were chained down so that we can be free today. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. don't repeat it. Don't, mm-hmm. don't, don't, you said earlier, mindset. When you speak that, mm-hmm. it literally becomes a part of who you are. Mm-hmm. If you get up in the morning and you say, Oh, I'm so tired. Oh, I can't to wake up. Oh, I can't to go to work. Mm-hmm. Oh, I can't, 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 can't. You're literally foreshadowing negativity yeah. on your day. Yeah. See definitely. if you get up and say, but my boss stays so. he not stay so because mm-hmm. you already told yourself he not stay so today. Mm-hmm. You have to change. You literally can speak power into yeah, your day you can. or you can speak negativity in your day. And it's all yeah. about how you choose to wake up. Mm-hmm. Oh, my great-grandparents weren't slaves so that I can struggle today. That mm-hmm. was not the plan.
0: That was the plan. That was not the plan.
1: <laughs> and so we need to move past this struggle culture. Mm-hmm. If it is that you are struggling, there's not wrong with it. Mm-hmm. We all struggle at different points in mm-hmm. time. But if today you are alive and you have a job and you had the opportunity to mm-hmm. take the bus to work, great, mm-hmm. awesome. Mm-hmm. Because your grandparents probably could do that.
0: Mm-hmm. True. Um... And also, I just, so I agree with your point. Mm-hmm. I also just want to say that from the outside looking in, right, you can be successful and have a good life, quote unquote, mm. and still feel like you're unhappy or there are things that are missing. Correct. Correct. Right? Um, and I'm making that point because I think sometimes if we say, oh, we're good. Um, you don't want to necessarily say what the struggle is mm. because people are like, what well, you have to be sad about? You are not work mm. yourself. You know, not drive that. You know not <laughs> right. live yourself. Right. Right? And then, no, on the flip side, if you say you're struggling, no, if you say you're good, right, mm-hmm. people are like, you're always good, you know. I wish I was, you yeah. know, must be nice. yes. yes you know, yes. kind of cheeky thing so you kind of feel cute. Mm. But I feel like... We need to give each other grace.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I think we need to encourage and applaud mm-hmm. um, where we can. Um, I think, once again, things can coexist Yeah. in the same realm. It don't have to be one or the other. Yeah. I think it can be a mix of several different emotions that you can feel all at once. But I do agree with you that we kind of focus on the struggles um, sometimes, I don't mm-hmm. want to broad brush it, that we kind of focus on the struggles and we don't necessarily identify the wins that we have, with, no matter how small it is. Mm-hmm. Because I think when you look at the small wins, it can support you in navigating how to get to the even bigger wins that you may want and have for yourself. Yeah. yeah. So I just want to make that clear. Um, and I think, I see it every day. And as I said to you, communication is a, it's a big skill, you know?
1: It? It's... I think the <laughs> biggest big. lie that we tell ourselves is that we, we know how to communicate. Mm-hmm. And we don't. And the reason that we don't know how to communicate is that everybody hears
2: mm-hmm.
1: and speaks differently. Yeah. And that hearing and speaking changes daily. So if today something happens to me, there's an example that I always give, right? Which is, if unfortunately... You are in a situation where your partner hits you, mm-hmm. right? If somebody takes up their hand to brush back your hair or to move something off of your face, you're going to flinch. So, mm-hmm. whole that physical gesture may scare somebody, right? And so, there's no way any of us can be master that communication because it changes daily, yeah. it changes per person. Mm-hmm. Just because you and I can communicate today may change tomorrow because what happened to you, mm-hmm. and it's we believe that because we speak we communicate well, but we don't. It's it's an ongoing changing ongoing, thing.
0: Yeah, we continue to learn and continue to navigate. Yeah, it's that's why grace is important. Being understanding, so we seek to be understood. I saw this somewhere once but we don't necessarily seek to be understanding. So we mm, want yeah, to be understood, yeah, yeah, yeah. but we don't want necessarily seek to be understanding. Yeah, yeah. And I thought, I was like, well, let me think about that for a minute. But I think we need to give each other grace and space and know that we're not perfect.
1: How does it, So I have a question, it's something mm-hmm. I think about. I agree a thousand percent, right? Mm-hmm. In the ideal world, um, if you shout at me mm-hmm. in the idea where I should be like, oh my gosh, what's going on here? Mm-hmm. What's, what's troubling you? Are you okay? <laughs> I mean, what's happening? Do you uh... want some space? Do you want some <laughs> That's ideally how it's supposed to be because I should be giving you <laughs> grace, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But I'm also going through my thing.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And so the, I always think about where, where should grace start? Because you just you just cussed me off a while ago. Mm-hmm. So i to cuss you back too. Mm-hmm. So where does grace start? And Yeah, where does grace start?
0: Where does it start? I think it starts when you made a choice. You don't necessarily have to make the choice right away. Mm-hmm. And it's whether where are you coming from? You're coming from ego or you're coming from love. Mm-hmm. When you're reacting, which we spoke about earlier, then you're not thinking about choice. You just react. Mm-hmm. And me you and I both, we are human beings, we react. Mm-hmm. If a taxi man bad drive you, <laughs> tomorrow morning you're gonna cuss him off. Right? <laughs> <laughs> That's just life. Mm-hmm. That's the reality. Mm-hmm. Um but then after you're like, really, was that necessary? I did really need for my blood pressure over the taxi man. Then. Was that graceful? Then? Was you know, yeah. Was it was it true to me? Yeah. Um and I've had instances where I've done things and said things that when I reflect on it, I'm like, that's not me. Yeah. And that's not who I want to be. That's not what I want to put out. And I've had to apologize.
1: Have you, okay, I have a question. Have you gone mm-hmm. back to, I'm assuming you're apologizing to maybe a friend or a colleague. Mm-hmm.
0: Colleague, a, friends, yeah. Stranger? Um, strangers. Sometimes you don't see them again. Right. That's the, that's the thing with strangers. Mm. But you have to make peace with it within yourself. Mm-hmm right and give yourself grace that's Mm -hmm. also very important yeah
1: that i think is very important yeah i think that too many of us are walking around being so hard on ourselves so we're looking in the mirror as i said Mm -hmm. earlier and in our mind we're seeing flaws Mm -hmm. flaws that exist only in our mind and we're unable to to be happy Mm -hmm. and and you know, I wonder, I'm concerned about how many of us take time to seek help when we are looking in the mirror and just being so down on ourselves. Are we speaking to our family member? Are we speaking to our friend? Are we speaking to anybody mm-hmm. just to get some help so that we're not dying eternally? You know, and I think that's a, a major thing that's happened nowadays. I think that when you say people killing people, people committing suicide, etc. Is mm-hmm. because, again, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But I think that we're not, as you said, we're not giving ourselves enough grace. Mm-hmm. And we're so hard on ourselves.
0: Yeah. Um, by the way, I feel like we're talking about a lot of things <laughs> in this conversation. That's fine. It's life. But, um, interestingly, so, this is 2023. In 2021... I made a decision to go to therapy. Mm -hmm. Um, It was recommended. Somebody recommended it, and I was like, nah. It took me a while to get there to say I'm going to go. And I went, and I was so excited after my first session because I'm like, why it takes so long? Mm -hmm. I needed to talk to an objective, or I needed a safe space. Somebody who is objective, who will listen. I guess who is an expert mm-hmm. to kind of unpack a lot of things that were in my mind. And um, I went and I had a few sessions and it was so helpful. Mm-hmm. And we don't really talk about that a lot. We don't talk about it. Um, and I think we need to talk about it more. Mm-hmm. I am open. I don't mind. I, I am very open about it. I tell my friends I recommend the 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 person to my friends. Um, and interestingly, I think God is so interesting. Um, because remember when I told you I know where this is? Mm-hmm. It's because my therapist is near here. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And I'm like, what is God telling me? <laughs> you know, because I don't come this side. Mm-hmm. I don't drive here, especially on this road.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I'm like... Interesting. You know
1: what's interesting? over for everybody obviously our norms mm-hmm. um dictate our reality. Yeah. Right? And for me, two things as with the therapy. Mm-hmm. One the prep school that I went to, I don't have the principal thought something was wrong with us. But, <laughs> <laughs> but there's a therapist that used to come in like, <laughs> to the sessions with them. Really? Yeah, man. And especially the boys. Because mm-hmm. I remember doing some stuff. And I was like, yo, Sean, you need to go to the, you, start this out. Mm-hmm. And that's one. And two, again, I don't know how I did something bad. My mother has a friend who's a psychologist. Mm-hmm. And I have to go to her as a kid. Like, really? Vi- I, vividly. Sean, you go to so-and-so house like a table. Something is going on with you.
0: Right? <laughs> yeah.
1: And um, I, I, I'll have to ask the parents why I did that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but, um, I think because I went through that,
2: mm-hmm.
1: I never assumed that other people did not do that. You know mm. what I mean? And so, um, I married and in marriage you go therapy.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Cause it's normal.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, stuff go wrong. Stuff go good. You go to a therapist, you go to a pastor, you talk mm-hmm. about it. Mm-hmm. And, um, for me, it has been normal. You know what I mean? And and then I will hear, you know, either the therapist or a pastor says, a good thing you're coming because sometimes the wives come and the husband will come and blah, blah, blah. I was like, why not? I, you'll be one talk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I th- I, even in our marriage, I'm the talker, mm-hmm. right? Um, And I don't know how much of it is attributed to doing therapy as a, as a kid, but I don't really care. And I, I guess I, I, as a kid, I realized that me telling somebody something a, it is therapeutic. Mm-hmm. And B, them that person I'm talking to knowing the colour of my jaws. It don't <laughs> change the colour of the jaws. <laughs> and so sometimes I believe that you know we we think that if we tell somebody something, something bad will happen. Mm-hmm. Nothing changes.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It nothing nothing bad happens. You get something off of your chest.
0: Mm-hmm. You feel like a bit lighter. You feel a little lighter for sure.
1: And you know, that movie, The Matrix, there's a line in the matrix is very important. Mm-hmm. The line in The Matrix where Neo he's he's doing about the Matrix and he asks one of them, So what happens if I die in the Matrix? And they say if you die in the Matrix, your mind can't exist your body can't exist your body can't exist without the mind. Mm. It's a powerful statement mm-hmm. because we have normalized physical health we mm-hmm. have normalized your hand broke something broke blah blah broke you have mm-hmm. cancer mm-hmm. that's been normalized the mm-hmm. last real taboo thing is like aids and stis and that kind of died out with being taboo now right mm-hmm. physical health is no longer taboo something happened to you you go to doctor you fix it you go home everything
2: mm-hmm.
1: good mm-hmm. but mental health is extremely taboo and we're fooling ourselves because of a bunch of Healthy people walking around, physically people walking um, around, who are mentally gone shooting with yeah. people mm-hmm. because your mind is not right.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And I thought about it earlier. I said to somebody, why is it that when I do my annual physical or my annual health check, mm-hmm. there's no therapy on it? So you care if I'm dying, but you don't care if I'm going shoot up the entire office. <laughs> that don't make sense.
0: Yeah, that
1: should be on a health card because mm-hmm.
0: it should be. It's a problem. It's a problem. It is It is. I agreed. have been
1: in offices before where people go crazy. I've mm-hmm. been in offices before where I'm about to start throwing things. I'm like, mm-hmm. what's going on here? Mm-hmm. Call the police and things like that. And so mm-hmm. it's, we don't speak about it a lot. I, it's still taboo. Mm-hmm. I think that once we normalize it, hopefully it will change.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. I also think therapy, not just, you know, single person therapy but also marriage therapy you know mm-hmm. couples therapy yeah obviously. whether you're married or you're just in a relationship you could talk to a therapist mm-hmm. because that is where you unpack stuff and you'll be like you know you don't want a person you mm-hmm. know or if you're already married gone too late already yeah. so therefore you have to talk through things you mm-hmm. know and a i believe in the therapist but i also believe in just talk to other people whether it is other married couples who can give you their advice or whatever mm-hmm. the case is. It's like I said earlier about a child. When you're a child, you speak your mind mm-hmm. and you're told to be quiet. Mm-hmm. Fake. That's false. Mm-hmm. Don't do it. <laughs> Never ch- tell a child to be quiet because that's not real life. Mm-hmm. Whether it is in a corporate environment where you're supposed to talk up for what you want mm-hmm. or in a, in a relationship, people in a relationship, why him do do this? Did you ask him to do it? Yeah. No. All or- right, well, then,
0: Oh, I'm a gonna oh, I'm a gonna can you read your mind?
1: And so when we tell our children to be quiet and don't talk up, we are literally telling them the opposite of mm-hmm. what we expect. Thirty years from now, thirty years from now, you want yeah. to talk, but that's not right. now.
0: that's not right. No, yeah, it's not right. Hmm. Agreed. There's the world and its complexities. We're <laughs> all oh, just navigating every day. It's crazy. Mm -hmm. It's crazy. It is. One step at a time. My (laughs) motto.
1: (laughs) (laughs) What advice would you give to younger people? Or even a younger you? Mm -hmm. What advice would you give?
0: Mm. A younger me. I would say to my younger self, it's okay to make mistakes. Um... You're learning and growing. Don't be so hard on yourself. And also be more kind and understanding. I think when I was younger I was very judgmental. Mm-hmm. Very judgmental. That's why I'm just more hyper aware now about being non judgmental. Um Yeah. Um and it impacted some of my some important relationships I had. Thankfully, I was able to, you know, um, come back to center and learn and grow. And people were patient with me along the way, you know. Um, To my younger self also, I would say, love yourself more. Not everybody, um, not everything everybody say should impact you as deeply as it did or, you know. Because people are... Hurt people hurt people. Yeah. And I, I hate to use these one-liners and these clichés, but we're all walking around with a lot of baggage, you know? And people are so unkind sometimes. And, like, I used to take it on in within myself. And it really used to impact my self-esteem and my confidence. Um, but I think now I'm just so... I'm almost 40 and I'm like in a different realm like I love the woman that I am. I'm in a much better space. I'm not perfect and I'm still learning and growing, but I accept myself for who I am. So just accept yourself just as you are and as you evolve, you get even better, sweetie. It gets better.
1: Thank you so much for listening to this conversation. If you enjoyed it, and you want to dive into a similar What Next episode, check out the links in the podcast description or head to thewhatnextpodcast.com. And remember, make it your mission to make somebody else's day better.